Welcome to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast, a deep dive into biblical leadership with pastor and author, Dr. Gerald Brooks. Hi, this is Gerald Brooks. Thank you for joining me for today's podcast. I'm so grateful for each one of you that join me on a regular basis, just wanting to increase your leadership bandwidth and be better leaders in so many different uh, areas of life. Thank you so much for making an investment in yourself. Hey, if I could, I want to put some dates on your radar screen. September 22nd, I'm in Birmingham, Alabama, and I'm uh, going to be doing a leadership training at a great church with a friend of mine, uh, Pastor Stephen Davis. And so if you're in that area, it's a Wednesday. I'll be doing something all morning and all night, and so I'd love to have you. And then on September 28th, I'm doing a roundtable at Mike Kevin. Eddie's Church in Canton, Ohio. If you're in the Ohio area, if you're in Pennsylvania, Michigan, I'm telling you, what we're going to do is going to be very, very productive for you. I want to encourage you that uh, the roundtables are something that go at a level of depth that very few things that I do. Uh, really are able to go to. So I want to encourage you, but you need to sign up at geraldbrooksministries.com and you can go to the Ohio Roundtable, click it there and sign up. Uh, But we need to know if you're coming. But if you're in the Ohio area and so many of you, because I can track where people listen are in that area, I want to invite you to come and to be a part of it. So uh, September 28th, and then on October 21st and 22nd, our pastor's conference uh, is going to be taking place here at Grace. Uh, Right now, all we have is limited registrations, and uh, these registrations get you in the room, and they get you exposed to some of the finest and the greatest leaders around. Uh, I'm telling you, It's a vibrant uh, atmosphere that will help you in your leadership growth. So I want to encourage you, if you want to be in the room, and I found that being in the room makes a difference, not just listening to it, but being in the room, I would encourage you to come. So thank you for paying attention to those dates. Um, I want to talk to you today about a very simple thought, and that is that leadership is everywhere. Leadership is everywhere. So let me give uh, a little bit of a preamble here. I love learning leadership. I think anyone who listens to me very long knows that. I just love learning it. And uh, the thing about learning leadership is if you're going to learn it, you're going to discover that it's everywhere. If you look for it, you find leadership in, in, in just every situation and every setting. And whenever I see leadership happening, it is inspiring to me. It makes me want to be a better leader. It makes me want to just amp up my game and to really go to the next level. It inspires me. And so because it is everywhere and I want to look for it and it's inspiring to me, I will go places to learn leadership. And just like I'm asking you to put yourself in a room at a round table in Canton, Ohio, or NTLC, our pastor's conference on October 21st and 22nd, I put myself in the room. But the rooms that I put myself in are different kinds of rooms. So let me tell you about one of the rooms I went to. It's called Hendrix Motors. Now, uh, Hendrix Motors is very, very famous 
because it is a company that has really had success in NASCAR. In fact, they've had 16 cup drivers. Now, cup drivers are like the Super Bowl. You've won more than anyone else, and you've won more at, at a higher level and at a higher competition. They've had 307 wins in NASCAR as a company. If you take that into their truck racing and all the other kind of racing they do, uh, they are the, the top of the top. They are the cream of the cream. They are the best of the best. Well, I want to describe a leadership moment that I got to see and participate in. And I like to call it the law of the tires, the law of the tires. So the Hendricks Motor Group is in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, I'm touring it with a group of people. As we're doing that tour, there comes a moment where we're in this room and there are these cars that are set up. And these cars that are set up are just positioned around the room. And they said, we want to do something. How many of you have ever changed a tire? The majority of hands went up. Uh, they raised their hands and said, hey, they've changed the tire. They said, okay, we want to put your tire changing abilities to the test. Now, what they were going to test was the fact that in NASCAR, one of the things that has to happen for them to win a race is that because of the speeds they're going, uh, the amount of, of, of pull and stress and traction that they need, they are frequently having to change tires. So in NASCAR, they have what they call a five-member pit crew. When the car pulls into the pit to get fuel, they take off the tires and they put on new tires. Now, there's five people that are a part of the pit crew. Now, I want you to get this. This is the baseline. The average crew will change four tires in 12 seconds. No, I didn't say that wrong. The standard is they can change four tires in 12 seconds seconds. Wow. Isn't that amazing just to think of that happening? They know that every second matters in a race. They know that their time matters. And before we jump into the lesson, can I say, if you don't value your time and you don't value other time, you will mess up the time that God's given you. Because God hasn't given you enough time to do everything you want to do. He's given you enough time to do everything he's asked you to do. So time is valuable. It's one of those uh, qualities you never get back. You can get more money. You cannot get more time. I'm a time-sensitive leader. Anyone who's ever been to one of my conferences knows that I believe punctuality is a fruit of the Spirit. And the reason for that, my time's valuable, but the time of everyone in that room is valuable. So this pit crew is able to change four tires in 12 seconds. So they put people in groups of five and said, now you're going to change one tire. 
not four tires, one tire. Here it is. Some principles that I learned. Your performance affects others. Whether you realize it or not, your performance affects others. To be able to change these tires and to change them effectively, everyone had to do their job well. The inconvenient truth that was learned that day is that the performance of each one of the individuals affected the overall performance. So one of the things that I would say to you as a leader and one of the things I would say to me and to my team is that it may not be a truth that we like, but the performance level of the people around us affects the performance level of each one of us. So when it comes to changing tires, here's how it looks. You're no better than the slowest person on the team. You're no better than the slowest person on the team. In church circles, maybe we can put it this way. You're no better than the most committed or the least committed person on the team. So what we know is that performance, your performance affects others. And in church environments, we're no better than the people we serve around. And so if one of them is uncommitted, it affects the level of everyone who is committed. So it's an inconvenient truth. Now, here was another thing that I learned that day. Everybody thinks they know how to do it. Everybody thinks they know how to do it. Hey, can you change a tire? Hands went up. Everybody thinks they know how to do it. Why? Because probably we've changed two tires in a lifetime. Everybody thinks they know how to do it. Well, see, that's true. I found in life that there's three things that everyone thinks they can do better than anyone else. They can spend their money better. Well, if that was my money, I would spend it this way. They can do a job better. Well, if that were my job, this is how I would do it. And they could raise someone's kids better. Well, if those were my kids. See, everyone thinks they know how to do it. So everyone thinks they know how to be married. Everyone thinks they know how to raise kids. Everyone thinks they know how to do ministry. Why? Because they've seen married people, they've seen kids, and they've seen church services. And because they've seen married couples, they know how to do marriage. Because they've seen kids, they know how to raise kids. And because they've been in a church service, they know how to do church service. Everyone thinks they know how to do it until they have to do it. Here's the thing. On that day, the best team first attempt was 60 seconds. Remember, the average pit crew changes four tires in 12 seconds. Five people changed 
one tire in 60 seconds. Why? Because everyone thought they knew how to do it. But once they were put to the test, they found out they didn't. So this began the process. How do you learn the law of the tire? You know that you're affected by the slowest person. In ministry, we're affected by the least committed person. Everyone thinks they know how to do it. They've seen a dollar bill, so they know how to manage a dollar bill. They've seen a job, so they know how to do the job. They've seen a kid, so they know how to raise a kid. But here's what began to happen. After the first attempt, everyone had a second attempt. And in between the first attempt and the second attempt, they said, okay, we're going to give you 60 seconds to talk. Just to talk. Now, here's what they were saying. To get better, you have to communicate. To get better, you have to communicate. To get better with God, I have to communicate with God. I have to spend time in prayer. I have to spend time with him in the word of God. I have to communicate. Well, to get better in in ministry with a ministry team, I have to communicate. And do you know what happened? Everybody spent 60 seconds. The next best time when they did it the second time, it went down to 35 seconds. 35 seconds. Why? Because they took time to communicate. So what have we learned? Your performance affects others. You may think you know how to do it, but until you do it, you really don't. But you're going to have to talk. You're going to have to communicate. But then after that, they stopped again and they said, figure out how to get better. Well, what happened was, is that some of the teams practiced. Some people just talked more. And so the teams that talked more, they didn't get any better. But the teams that practiced more, they did get better. And so the teams that practiced during the next 60 seconds, they were able to get it down to 20 seconds. But then the guy came in and said, okay, can I ask you something? Right now you're looking at one tire. You can now put on a tire in 20 seconds, five people. Now, realizing that the pros do four tires in 12 seconds, here's the thing. He said, each one of you have a job, but you just keep focusing on your tire. Why don't you look at the teams around you and see if they're doing something better than you? So what was the next quality? Learn from others. I tell people that our education system's messy. The reason it's messy is it teaches in a way that's impractical for life. When I go to school, I'm told not to look on someone's paper. But if I want to be good in a career, I collaborate and I look on everyone's paper. So the minute I graduate from school, it's not don't look, it's do look. 
I've got to learn from others. And one of the things I love is putting myself in a room where I can learn from others. Well, here is the thing. All of a sudden, they divided up and watched the other teams. And do you know what? They got it down to 18 seconds. 18 seconds, why? They learned. They were able to get 10% better just by learning. And then they said, well, if you're going to learn, learn from who is the best. So who has the best time? Why wouldn't you learn from the best? One of the things that's always amazed me in ministry is that I watch people with bad marriages. Do you know who they hang out with? Other people with bad marriages. I watch people who have addiction problems. You know who they hang out with? With other people who have addiction problems. And what that basically says is, is that people begin to look around versus finding people that are doing better. They draw comfort for finding people who are like them. In life, you get better by watching the best. I like to put, put it this way. If you're the smartest person in the class, then you're in the wrong classroom. Put yourself in places where you are forced to learn at a level and a magnitude that you've never thought of learning. Watch people who can do something better than you. That's why I plead with people. Get to events. The quickest way to get better is to be in the room. You feel it. You see it. You're consumed by it. It inspires you. So that day I watched an inconvenient truth. Your performance affects others. If I'm the slowest or the least committed on the team, I'm affecting the whole team. You cannot hide it. We may want to excuse it, but you cannot hide it. Everyone thinks they know how to do it until they have to do it. And if you are going to do it, one of the ways you improve doing it is by communicating. Sitting down and saying, okay, what can we do and how can we do it? But once you communicate, talking only gets you so far. You've got to practice and you've got to do it and keep doing it to get better. And then if you're really going to get better, it's not enough to talk about it. It's not enough to practice it. You've got to learn from others. But if you're really going to learn from others, then watch the best of the best. I tell people that if you're looking for people to follow in Christian leadership, find people that have done it for over 40 years who haven't messed up their marriage or messed up money. You find those people 
I don't care where you are, you put yourself next to them. But then if you watch the best, you're going to have to find the bottleneck. What is the process that you need to improve? See, what was found out that day is that some people were better at being able to pull the tire off. Other people were better at being able to put the tire on. Other people were better at being able to put the lug nuts on. Other people were better with the air gun taking the lug nuts off. You have to find the bottleneck, and that means find who is best at each job and put them there. Even though someone may say, but I love lug nuts, but they're better at a different part. You've got to. Now, here is the deal. They were able to get it down to 16 seconds. One team was able to get it down to 16 seconds. But in the midst of everything that we've heard, there was one key thing that motivated this. And that was that everyone felt the pressure of the deadline. The deadline made a difference because everyone knew that they were trying to accomplish something against a certain amount of time. Now, let me back up. Deadlines cannot be your only motivator. I believe that there's a better motivator, and that is discipline. My favorite quote that I've ever created was, when you become a leader, you lose the right to think about yourself. That quote's used all over. And it really defined Christian leadership because most non-Christian leaders are, are selfish. But Christian leaders are to be people who think less of themselves and think more of others. But my second thing that I've learned is that discipline is the gift that a leader gives themselves. And deadlines are what others give you when you lack discipline. Here's what I want to say to you. If you learn to be disciplined, then deadlines are never a problem to you. Let me give you these quick observations. I never thought I would see leadership changing tires. But I learned that day, everyone's performance affects everyone else's performance. You go into things thinking you know how to do it until you have to do it. There comes a time when you need to talk and you need to communicate if you're going to get better. But talking alone will not get you better. At some point, you have to put things into practice. But practice alone doesn't get you better. You've got to learn from others. But if you're going to learn from others, watch the best. But when you begin to watch the best, you're going to see some bottlenecks. And you're going to have to improve your processes if you're going to get better. And please understand, 
ultimately, discipline is the key. Because if you're disciplined, you'll be able to manage any deadline. Hey, this is a little bit different kind of leadership lesson. But the reason I gave it was I want you to look for leadership. Look for it everywhere. Not just in places you expect, but in the unexpected. That being said, I want to remind you, September 28th, Canton, Ohio, I need you to go to Gerald Brooks Ministries and sign up. The information that we will delve into, the lessons I will do, I'm telling you, they will drive you to be better. And then October 21st and 22nd, our leadership pastors conference that we do, I just want to encourage you, be in the room with us. You can sign up for the limited registration at GeraldBrooksMinistries.com. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for listening to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast. If you'd like more information on Dr. Brooks's books, audio, or speaking engagements, please go to GeraldBrooksMinistries.com.